0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Training with Casey, where we explore animal training and living our best lives with animals. I'm Joseph Laughlin, producer of this podcast. And now, here's your host, Casey Cover. Let's get started.
1: Hey, thank you, Joseph. And hi, everyone. Welcome to Training with Casey. I'm your host, Casey Cover. And tonight, I would like to share with you a video that is uh, about my horse. And uh, she knows a lot of words, really a lot. She's been tested to, and has demonstrated that she knows and understands over 500 words and concepts. And this is something that I find I look for when people are showing videos of uh, communication work with animals. (sighs) There's all kinds of unconscious associations that we make. Sometimes people that work with operant conditioning actually find it amusing to manipulate others by exerting unconscious pressures on them. So for example, a professor is lecturing them and whenever, you know, they touch their ear that everybody will look really interested. And the minute they take their hand away from their ear, the people will look away and be dull. And so they will teach the professor to keep his hand on his ear. And I'm not a fan of that. I think that's disrespectful to the teacher to manipulate behavior on your whim. I don't think that's a good thing. And It's not a good use of your power and influence. So what is a good use? Well, as I mentioned, Sarah knows all these different words and concepts, and we literally demonstrate that she knows them. So one of the things we've been studying recently is the smells, the scents of herbs and spices. And this is something she seems to really enjoy doing. And Sarah is going to be 32 in just a little bit of time. And she has kind of drifted off task in the last many years where she's just not as excited about working as she used to be. And I've done two things that really are making a difference. One is... I found out that if you walk after you eat a meal, it puts the blood sugar into your cells without needing insulin. And this has been a life changer for me. And Sarah is also insulin resistant. And so I said to her, hey, we both need to do this. So whenever I can, I go to see her after her dinner time and we go walking and when she comes back she's more alert and she's more interested so we just come back from a walk and i tell her we're going to uh, work with these herbs and spices and you can see her right here you can see that she's interested so i'll tell you what's going to happen and then we'll just watch it together and then we can talk about the implications and how you might apply this in your own work with animals. Or maybe you already do and you can tell us, you know, what you're doing and other things that we can do with it. But anyway, I add a new scent tonight. And that scent is paprika. I think it's smoked paprika. But the other scents she has learned before, but I go ahead and just, remind her of what is what and so uh if i post i haven't posted most of the videos of teaching her this but if i do post them you'll see that we will cover different groups of spices and there's usually some overlap and so you know we cover cinnamon and cloves and ginger together in one time and then uh we also did i think we did um rosemary in the same group. And then another time, you know, maybe we add marjoram or something like that. Anyway, we keep adding new scents. And on this particular night, it is the smoked paprika. So she answers the question. Once I've shown her the smoked paprika, I then ask her to pick it out of a pear which she immediately does with no confusion and no hesitation. And then I ask her what she would like on her slice of apple. So she likes apples just as they are. And for most of her life, she's never had anything on them. And I didn't know if she would think that was a good idea or not, but I thought, let's just see. And so you're going to get to see with me exactly how she responds. And if you're listening, I'll go through it once without explaining, and then I'll go through it and explain. And then there will also be a link to the video so that when you get a chance to go back and look, you can go right to the video and see it for yourself. Okay, so here we go. She's reaching out to Okay, it's May 10th, 2023. The week where I placed the herbs. Our 30 to 40 minute walk, uh, going up and down the lane at the stable. And I didn't video it, but I asked Sarah if she wanted to get sprayed for flies. She said yes. She was very cooperative when we did it. Then I asked her if she wanted her eyes sprayed, and she said yes, and she was totally cooperative. And now, what would you like on your apples? So we. Have- okay, so before I, I just asked her what would you like on your apples, but in case you didn't hear it, what I said was that when we came back in for her walk. I asked her, do you want to get sprayed for flies? She does not like to be sprayed for flies. She doesn't like her eyes to be sprayed. And yet I can tell it, both things make her feel better. So this time I just asked her, would you like to be sprayed? And she said, yes. And that makes all the difference in the world. And once she said yes, then she committed to cooperating totally. And it was a subtle but profound difference. So there is one really good reason to teach the animals the names of things and give them choices. Now, if if I'm going to spray the horse, no matter what she chooses, I don't ask. I just tell her, I need to spray you. And so if I ask her, do you want to get sprayed? I will honor her choice. What I find over and over again is when I do it this way, she will make the choice that I would make for her. In other words, she'll choose the fly spray, she'll choose the eye spray. All right, so then I ask her, uh, what would you like on your apple slice? And if you're looking at the picture, I'm looking at it too. And on the far left is the cinnamon and then comes the ginger, the cloves, the rosemary, and then the paprika is hidden by Sarah's face. Here we go again. We have something new to show you for your apples. Okay, so first I'll show you the old things. Remember this, cinnamon? Okay. Then we have this, cloves. You like those cloves? I see that you like the cloves. then we have ginger, and rosemary. Yeah, you like that too, huh? smoked paprika. Crazy, right? Okay, let me let you try that. So let her smell it and taste it on an apple or, or on my hand, just putting some on my hand. So she's trying it out. I should have checked to make sure that peppers are okay for her. Do you like it? Okay. Uh, can you flip the thing so I can see what the camera sees? Thank you. Okay. So, there you go, there you go. Can you show me the smoked paprika? Good, 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 that's correct. What do you want on your apple, paprika or other? I'm using a binary toggle, and Um, I assign a different choice to some finger or other. Rose, rosemary. Okay. Whatever she chooses, I put on her apple, and each one she's eager to eat. Ginger or other, other, cinnamon or other, cinnamon. There's all kinds of interesting things I learn about her through this, because she loves ginger That's candy. Good for your blood sugar. That's cinnamon. She's not so crazy about ginger on other things. Clothes or other? Other. Usually, clothes or cloves. cinnamon. Cinnamon. And here tonight, she wants to explore cinnamon. Cool, huh? Rosemary, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rosemary or cinnamon? gotta scratch. Okay, you ready? Rosemary or cinnamon? Cinnamon, okay. Now that's funny. That would surprise me, because a lot of times she loves rosemary. But you know, I've noticed this with stuff that she eats like plants. Some days she's all about dandelions. Okay. Plain or cinnamon? Cinnamon. We're still on a cinnamon kick. Well, I am happy to oblige. Cinnamon or other? Cinnamon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just gonna let her. Okay, other or cinnamon? You want other? Okay. Do you want cinnamon or cloves? Cloves. Do you want cloves or ginger? Cloves. I know, it's so cool, right? Oh. I dropped the cloves bottle. Well, that's the last of the cloves. Now she's that's looking at That's the last of me. the cloves, but we have other stuff. One more apple. Do you want it plain or other? other do you want cinnamon or other other do you want rosemary or other other do you want paprika or other paprika I wanted to give her if she wanted a choice you you know she could keep on saying other until she got to the one choice she wanted out of all of them yeah, I'm sorry, we're out of apple now, but guess what? Next week, we're getting a bunch, bunch of apples. So, that's that. So, what did you think of that? Have you tried this kind of thing with your animals? So let's uh, go through it together. And I'm extending my hand like, you know, in Hawaii, shaka shaka. Um, I will assign a value to the thumb and the little finger as I dip them. So I'll say, you know, this or other, cinnamon or other. Do you want cinnamon, yes or no? Do you want cinnamon or rosemary? Do you want rosemary or other? Do you want, um, you know, ginger or cloves? But each time, if you watch through here, you'll see that if she just chose cinnamon, I'll make sure that maybe I put it on the other uh finger so that she has to stay alert to what the conversation is. She just can't keep picking the thumb and think she's going to get, you know, what she wants. And when she made what I considered a surprising choice, for example, she often loves rosemary. So when I gave her a choice between rosemary and others, she chose something else. And I found that a little bit surprising. But I mentioned in the video that I've seen that in her just with grazing. So certain days, she's all about eating dandelion flowers. And um, in the spring, when they first come out, sometimes she will go after those wild onions. And normally she doesn't want them. And later in the season, she doesn't normally want them. Plantains. If there's anything that they're feeling a little off, they will often go after the plantains with Augusto. And other things that they like once in a while and they very opinionated on are uh, purple dead nettle, purple henbit. They seem to only like that in the very early spring. Clover. And it turns out clover gets a disease condition gets a fungus on it that makes it so that it'll cause the horses to slobber a lot. And she may have figured that out, but there are certain days where she just goes after that clover and other days where she stays away from it. And of course she has to be always aware of certain plants that aren't good for her, like buttercup. The uh pastures have a lot of buttercup in them, and the horses need to learn to eat around it. It will cause little lesions on their face if they get the buttercup sap right on their skin. So other things that she sometimes really likes, oh my God, loves goldenrod. So does a fair. And they both love mugwort and they seem to love ragweed. And they will not touch violets. I don't know if violets are bad for horses, but we eat violets all the time. They're very high in vitamin C and they have a lot of them in a patch at the stable. And so I took the horses there and they were not one bit interested. Now with letting them choose flavors, so far, it's mostly been really interesting and a lot of fun with Sarah. But I remember that many, many years ago, I brought a lemon in for her to look at and smell and experience. Oh my, she was all about that lemon. And she really wanted to take a bite. And I said, okay. And I held it out. And I thought she would just kind of like rubber teeth on the rind to kind of get the lemon essence. But no, she chomped right into it. And then she's got it all full in her mouth and she's horrified. And she's looking at me like, you knew, didn't you? And I'm like, I couldn't stop you. I had no idea you were about to do that. Anyway, it's all interesting. But let's talk about... um, why I want to do this, why I want to do any of it, and I'm also thinking at the same time, I told you we'd watch this twice, and once I would talk through it, but instead I'm talking about it without watching it, because I had forgotten it's a whole six minutes, so that's kind of long, so uh, we won't watch it again right now, but let's just talk about why to do this, The ability to direct oneself is really important to a sense of well-being. I know for myself, I had, you know, good conditions at home when I was a youngster. I couldn't wait to leave home. I couldn't wait to leave home and direct my own life. When my mother taught me how to ride a bike and to tie my shoes, those were both things that I found very challenging. And I I demanded a lot of help and support while I was learning. But I remember the moment where I told my mom, don't help me. I want to do it myself in both Uh, both things, you know, bike riding and also tying my shoes. When that moment came, I wanted to do it myself. This is such a principle of life that trainers, little conniving people that we can be, will often, we've learned to tell animals to do things that we don't want them to do. If the animal bursts out and starts doing the wrong thing, vocalizing or running away or whatever, rather than tell them, no, don't do that. A lot of times I'll say, okay, run, keep running, run some more. You got to run now. Okay. That's good running. The very fact that I tell them to run ruins the fun. They only want to run when it's their idea, when it's my idea, it becomes work. And we see that with people too. They'll volunteer for us and they'll do all this work and no complaining, great attitude, and they get paid nothing. And then we hire these wonderful people that do a great job for us, and all of a sudden their attitude can change, and they have a a very different outlook just from the fact that now we are telling them what to do instead of them deciding to do it on their own terms. Knowing that, I have always tried to give choice to the animals wherever I can. So here, the choice is, what what do you want on your apple? You can have your apple plain. Or look, I brought all these toppings for you. What would you like? And she has opinions and she's curious and interested. And she enjoys choosing and experiencing these different things. And maybe what I'll do next is I can always add more flavors, right? But also I could give her choices between mixing things. And I could give her choices with other fruits other than apples. I hear that some horses really love bananas. By the way, I choose apples because we all love them. But they don't spike your blood sugar and she's insulin resistant. And so am I. And so, yeah, that's just a good thing that we can do. All right. So other choices you can offer the animals. Do you want a bath? Do you want your feet done? Do you want your teeth filed? Do you want to be brushed? Do you want your mane combed? These are things that you don't necessarily have to do, but they might appreciate them being done. And I find over and over again, when I ask them and give them a choice, they will often make the choice that I would hope they would make. Like, yes, I do want my main brush, even though I don't really like you to brush my mane. but I also recognize it needs to be done or Uh, Do you want a blanket? Yes or no. Do you want this blanket or another blanket? Do you want this blanket or do you want blanket A or blanket B? There's a lot of ways to ask that question. Um, Do you want to go out? Do you want to graze? Do you want to go see your friend? Do you spell mountain lions? If so, would you like to stay in? (laughs) Do you want to go for a ride? No. Do you smell mountain lions? Yes. Okay. Let's not go for a ride. Do you smell mountain lions? No. Okay. Will you take me for a ride even though you don't want to go and we'll go visit your friend afterwards? Yes. Okay. Let's do it that way. So we can negotiate outcomes. I can't tell you how many times I've come in to Sarah and said, I'm so sorry. I forgot all the treats. Could we just do this work and then I'll take you out grazing? Yes. And then that's exactly what we do. I guarantee you that if I didn't acknowledge that she was doing work and worthy of praise and payment, and I just didn't show up with it and I acted like I didn't notice anything, she would have an attitude and she would probably drift off her work. But if I just explain and acknowledge that it was my job to bring the treats, she'll just go ahead and work anyway most of the time. Um, Other things she can have choices on. Which direction do you want to walk? Do you want to take yourself out to the pasture? Do you want to take yourself back to the stall? Do you want to go see your friend uh, Fedora? Do you want to go see your friend Allie? Do you want to stop and see Charm and Frankie and Crash? Do you want to go eat pear leaves? Do you want to go look for a snake? Do you want to go look at the water? Do you want to go look for flowers? There's all kinds of things we can do. Do you want to walk another lap? And... When I give the choices, I am always learning more about the animal, what they prefer, when they prefer it, how they prefer it. Like I said, with the food, she doesn't always prefer the same things. It's like me. I often, when uh, we're talking about making dinner, I'll ask my husband, Dave, if the world were your oyster tonight, what would you have for dinner? If you could choose anything you wanted what would you have for dinner rather than do you want chicken or fish? Okay. So what, if you could have anything, what would you have? And then we'll work backwards from that. And it just takes some of the drudgery out of life. And it kind of expands your sense of adventure and being able to enjoy the resources that we have. So I want to give that To Sarah as much as possible. Now, one of my favorite stories about Sarah making choices has to do with several years ago, I came in and at this point in her life, she always wanted to stay outside with the rest of the horses, even at night. On this particular night, she had finished eating And I would normally have taken her straight outside, but I just got a feeling that she didn't want to go outside, but that was not normal for her. So I asked her, do you want to go outside for the night or do you want to stay inside? Inside. Really? So what do I do? I change it. Do you want to uh, go out with the girls? Or do you want to stay in your stall? She looks at me funny like, didn't you just ask me that? Stay in the stall. So I called the owner of the stable and I explained and asked if it was okay for Sarah to stay in. Yeah, sure. So the barn manager came in and I said, hey, um, Sarah wants to stay in tonight. And so I checked with the owner and The barn manager cut me off and she said, oh, yeah, I just got a feeling that she wanted to stay in. So notice we both just got a feeling. So maybe Sarah is sending us, you know, the Vulcan mind melt thing. Let me stay in tonight. But anyway, so she asked her, do you want to go out? And she said she wanted to stay in and I couldn't believe that. So the barn manager asked her again, do you want to stay in or go out? And she said again that she wanted to stay in. So then came the clincher question, do you want more hay? And the barn manager said that was a definite yes. So both of us, because Sarah made a choice we didn't expect, we asked her two different ways. Totally legal. Sarah may think we're weak in the brain, but that's okay. We're just double checking to make sure that she didn't inadvertently make a choice she's going to regret later, but she stayed steady on what her choice was. We both honored it and Sarah stayed in that night. And By the way, there was a torrential rainstorm that night and so she didn't get all drenched in that rain, which was much nicer. I would love to hear ways that you give animals choices. And if you've got any questions or you'd like to hear more about this, let me know. And as always, please share, like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you spending part of your time with us. Take care. And I hope to see you again soon. Good night.
0: Hey fans, are you enjoying Training with Casey? Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Casey Cover on YouTube. That is youtube.com forward slash C slash Casey Cover. Also, give the podcast a like, share, and comment. Thanks for joining us. Come back for more news and views on animal training and living with animals. Stay at the top of the pack with Casey. This is Joseph Laughlin, producer of Training with Casey. See you next time.